Hi, Life Group Leaders. Pastor Matt here with your week four audio guide. We're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11 for this week's discussion. And we start off with an icebreaker question. How did your family handle difficulty and hardship growing up? For example, did they avoid it at all costs, grin and bear it, see it as an opportunity to grow? So this icebreaker question is going to set the stage for our discussion, um, really about facing difficulty and suffering as a believer. So as always, it's optional. Take as much time or as little time on that one as you want. And you're going to read through the passage, Revelation 2, 8 through 11, and then answer our five questions broken up, as always, by head, heart, and hands. So the head question we start with, what stood out to you in this section of Scripture or from Sunday's sermon? Again, this is a great way to allow everyone to contribute um, with their initial thoughts and impressions about the teaching or the passage. Question two, in verse eight, Jesus describes himself as him who was the first and the last, who died and came to life again. In what ways do you think this was a meaningful and encouraging truth for the church of Smyrna to hear? And in what ways should this description of Jesus encourage us, Calvary Monterey, today? So this question really is to draw your group's attention to Jesus the truth he declares about himself and how it would have encouraged the believers in Smyrna and how it should encourage us today. I love this self-description of Jesus. It's uh, such a powerful statement of his eternal power and control over every season of life. And we know that the church of Smyrna was facing hardship and suffering, but um, God was not detached. He wasn't removed from their suffering. In In fact, Christ says, I know what you're going through. And this just shows us that Christ had purpose and uh, meaning even in what they were facing. This wasn't meaningless. This wasn't without a purpose. And it also shows us that um, Christ, uh, nothing surprises him. He's the first and the last. He's outside of time. He sees the end from the beginning and knows that their suffering won't last forever. And the church of Smyrna would have no doubt been inspired by Jesus's title, uh, also of him being he who died and came to life again. This was a reminder to them that even if their suffering led to their demise, death, it did not hold Jesus down and it could not hold them down uh, either. So Jesus's self-description speaks to us today too in that he sees the challenges we face in our community. So many different things, whether it's life-altering addiction, temptations to compromise Christian doctrine, or a host of other issues, he's greater and stronger than those challenges and we can put our trust in him. Also encourages us that Uh, society's refusal to recognize Jesus's authority does not negate his power and preeminence. Our risen Christ offers resurrection life to all who receive him today. And next question in the heart section is uh, where we get a little more personal. Question three is, in this passage, we learn that the church of Smyrna experienced persecution because of their loyalty to Jesus. Has there been a time in your life that you've faced backlash from others because of your faith? How does Jesus' encouragement to the church in Smyrna inspire you to stay faithful to Christ in the face of rejection and discomfort as a believer? So really, this question is to give your members an opportunity to share maybe an experience they've had of receiving backlash because of their faith in Christ. And then secondly, uh, spend some time talking about how Jesus' encouragement to Smyrna inspires us to remain faithful, even in the face of potential rejection and discomfort in the future as believers. 
And so one of the things we definitely want to point out here when we're talking and maybe comparing the the suffering and persecution that Smyrna is experiencing and and then also talking about what we face today, we obviously know that um, what they were experiencing at that time in Smyrna, imprisonment, death, uh, very different than what we're facing today. Although there seems to be, um, you know, an increased uh, you know, difficulty and discomfort as living in, in a uh, as living as a Christian in our growing secular society. So it's still an important conversation for us to have. We know that um, we shouldn't be surprised when the unbelieving world doesn't share our biblical convictions. The way of Jesus has always been countercultural, whether it's with unbelieving family members, coworkers, or friends. We need the Spirit to empower us to be faithful witnesses of the gospel by demonstrating that we can love someone and disagree at the same time. This is something that the world does not hold out for us, but we find in the gospel the ability to do this. In fact, Jesus commands us to do this in the Sermon on the Mount. So when given the opportunity to respond to questions from unbelievers or attacks or slander, whatever it may be, we should present the truth in love, trusting that our Savior knows our tribulation and will carry us through this hour on into glory. Pastor Manny, question four, pointed out that through this passage, Jesus is calling believers to suffer well in the face of hardship, persecution, and the temptation towards compromise. What type of suffering are you experiencing in your life right now, whether it be physical, financial, relational? What would it look like for you to suffer well, and how does this passage encourage you to that end? Now, the goal of this question is to give your group members the opportunity to share really right now what they're experiencing when it comes to difficulty or suffering. Also to allow your members to share how this passage encourages them to suffer well as followers of Christ. And that's a beautiful phrase that Pastor Manny um, returned to, suffering well. This is something in our a modern day mindset, our Western thinking uh, is not really a part of our society. Um, we have many different views of suffering and, and whether to push through, to get beyond, um, to ignore, but the, the Christian idea of suffering is so much more deep and meaningful. Suffering and trials are not meaningless, we learn from James 1, 2 through 4. And so as a leader, we can encourage the members of our group that although we may not know why God is allowing something in our lives, it does not mean that he is detached from what we're experiencing. This passage shows us we have a Savior, again, that knows our suffering, calls us not to fear because he is in control. So this may be a good time to talk to about the four main points that Pastor Manny shared in his sermon on how to suffer well. Those points are Uh, Jesus encourages you to suffer well because one, he knows that you're suffering. Two, he is still in control when you are suffering. Three, he has prepared you to suffer. And four, he will reward your suffering. Last question in the hand section is, after studying this passage, what is one thing you're going to do in response to these truths this week? Now, this is a great application question. We leave it open to allow the Holy Spirit to guide the application points as we look to apply God's word. And I just encourage you, guys to, um, you know, give your your group a little bit of space. They may need to think for a moment and don't feel that you have to rush through. But as a, maybe um, a consideration as you're closing out your time, consider leading your group through praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are facing persecution in other countries. And we know that as we discuss persecution, as we discuss discomfort, you know, there's a, there's a level of that, like I said, that we're experiencing in the West. But man, we, we think of our brothers and sisters in the Middle East or in China, these areas where um, Christianity, the, the, 
the attitude, it's not just hostile, but there's violent aggression towards Christians going on today. And so we provided a resource in your written leader guide that is just kind of a um, helpful tool to know how to pray for the persecuted church and persecuted Christians around the world. And so consider that for this week. Even give your group a heads up if you want to go that direction and spend some time with that. Hey, for our last minute, we'd like to do a leader tip. And this week, I want to talk about the second pillar of our mission statement, connect, grow, support. And so I want to talk about grow. And I think one of the best ways that we can help our groups grow is by remembering that our goal as leaders is not merely to give good advice, but to present the good news of Jesus. Not merely good advice, but the good news of Jesus. So what's the difference? Well, good advice is often man-centered. It puts the pressure on us. Okay, you just got to do this. You got to figure this out. You got to practically arrange the details of your life to make life better. But we recognize that if we're putting the hope in us or our ability to navigate through challenges, we're going to be disappointed as opposed to putting our hope in Jesus, what Jesus has accomplished for us, what he's done, how that changes our hearts and how that will then change our behaviors. Now, obviously, there's a place to encourage practical things, but friends, I just I pray that we would just be so good at connecting people to Jesus, the good news his salvation, his forgiveness, his goodness. And so this week, I pray that you're able to give not just good advice, but good news and root it in the person of Jesus. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We're praying for you.